This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Have you read the book of Zephaniah recently? What about Ecclesiastes or Titus? Well, if these books are a little unfamiliar to you, maybe it's because you've never read or studied the entire Bible. Actually, not many Christians have. But you can go through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee and do it every five years. We invite you to join with us in a very delightful and profitable time of studying God's Word right here on this station every weekday. That's Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Monday through Friday on WCNO. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. What you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Good morning. 
I'm Pastor Ed Day, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Bumgardner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And we shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So grab a pen, take some notes, let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Pathos. Somebody say pathos. Hmm? That's when you witness to people about the Lord Jesus Christ and you say, Jesus loves you. He has a heart for you. Your Father cares about you. And they know it's true because, first of all, they know that you're passionate about it because you're living it. You've experienced it. Amen? you got to have the pathos. Because if you don't have it, you can come up to somebody and say, you know, the Lord's really blessed my life. And they're looking at you and go, yeah, really? Right. Bless your life. Don't give me that. I'm depressed enough. I don't need to hear nothing about that. I don't need that. Hmm? Because sometimes we're trying to communicate the goodness of God, but we're, living, we're trying to communicate it through our own frustration. We're trying to communicate it through our own hard journey that we find ourselves in the midst of. I mean, Jesus understood the power of atmosphere. He knew how it worked. He knew that it, it stirred faith in the hearts of people. And I just believe this morning that God is looking for some people that know how to create atmosphere. He's looking for some people that know how to stir faith in the hearts of unbelievers and stir faith in the hearts of believers that have been broken and been busted and disgusted for too long. That God's looking for some people that begin to create atmosphere around them that cause people to have hope. Come on, amen. Hope. Somebody say hope. Hope is the beginning stages of faith. I just believe that. And, 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 and I'm telling you, we want to create atmosphere in here, the atmosphere in this house. That's why we've got a, we've got a set core of beliefs that we live by in this house. And, and, and can I just give you a few of those this morning while we got a little bit of time? Can I just tell you that the atmosphere of this house is established in the Word of God? The, the foundation of what we do here is the Word of God. Somebody say the Word of God. Can I, just, can I just go on record and tell you that today? That we believe in the Word of God. We believe that the Bible is the infallible Word of God. That it's true from the very front cover all the way to the index. That every word is God-breathed and it's meant for our instruction. We are not people that look at it as allegory. We believe it's literal. If God said it, we believe it. If He meant it, we believe it. We walk in it. If God said you can be healed, we believe you can be healed. If God said that blind eyes will open, then we believe blind eyes will open. If God said he's coming soon, then I believe he's coming soon. We believe the word of God. The second thing that we believe in this church is we believe that God is always good. God is not bad and God is not evil. We don't believe that God has to try to be good, that he wants to be good, that he looks for opportunities to be good, but we believe that God is always good and we believe that the devil is always bad. God is good, devil is bad. Ain't that deep, but it's the truth. Come on, somebody, he's good. If bad things are happening in your life, that's not God. It's the devil. God is good. Somebody shout, God is good. We believe that God is loving. We believe that he is caring, that he is a good God. We don't believe that God ever stops loving us. 
Come on, hear me this morning. We're not the church that believes when you mess up, when you say that, when you drop an F-bomb or when you sin or when you mess up, we don't believe that God stops loving you. We believe that God always loves you. Amen. That is a core belief of this church. He loves you. He don't care what you did, when you did it or how you did it. He gives us forgiveness of our sins and he loves you with an everlasting love, a love that is so deep and so wide that we don't have enough words in any language, through any vocabulary, through any definition to describe the wonderment of his love, the depth of his love, the height of his love, the width of his love. His love is mighty. It is blessed. He loves you in the midst of everything that goes on in your life. My God loves you. Oh, come on, somebody. We believe that the Holy Spirit is present in the earth today. And not only is he present, he is necessary for the purposes of God in our life. He sets the tone in our life. He sets the environment of our life. That's a core belief of this church this morning. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost to change lives from the inside out. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost to fill us with the, the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, so that we can walk in love. We can walk in peace. We can have joy. We can be kind to each other. We don't have to cut people off with hard, harsh words. We don't have to be defensive. We can love people in spite of their own nasty self. Oh, I love the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Amen. We believe that the local church is God's agency for kingdom expansion. Come on, listen to me this morning. I believe that the church is God's plan. I get so worn out. It makes me want to get in my flesh and straighten somebody out when they tell me, well, I don't go to church thus no more. I just watch church on TV and I got my own ministry and I just, no, 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 no. You're telling God that he's wrong. God loves the church. Jesus died for the church. Jesus established the church. Jesus established this house in every house of worship. Please don't give me an excuse why you don't want to come to church every week. God desires for you to be in church when the church is open. When you don't show up, then you're not being obedient to God. I don't care how you stack it up. Oh, that's harsh, pastor. I've got a life. I've got family. No, you need to hear me this morning. God's asking you for about three hours a week out of your life to get in your car and drive down to a building and get in fellowship with the saints and do it faithfully. Not when you feel like it, not when things are going good in your life, but he wants you to show up whenever things are wrecking your life, when you can't make it, when you don't want to go. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout the Holy Ghost. I went to Truth Church, and they told me if I didn't go to church, I was in trouble. You ain't in trouble with me. You're in trouble with yourself. Because God's not disappointed if you don't show up for church. He just knows you're hampering his own, your own life. Because this is where you get equipped. This is where you get nurtured. This is where you build relationship. This is where you build friendship. This is how you find brothers that will stick closer to you. Come on, help me somebody. The church is God's primary agency for kingdom advancement. God established it. He established it. And I believe in parachurch ministries. I believe in missions. I do. We support missions. I believe in, 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 in outreach, I believe in doing camps. I believe in going into the street and preaching the gospel. Those things are great, but it is not a substitute for church. 
Church is God's plan for your life. When God designed you and created you, he built you to go to church. So when you don't show up for church, you ain't hurting me, you ain't hurting the church, and you ain't hurting God. You hurt yourself. No matter what your excuse is, no matter how you justify it, show up for church. And really show up when you don't want to go, because that's the day you need to go. That's the day when the blessing gets released, when you come in faith, when you didn't even want to get dressed. When you're laying in the bed, you're going, well, they're not going to miss me. I don't feel good. I got gout in my foot. I can't go. You better find some crutches and hobble on in there and let the Holy Ghost touch you. (laughs) I know y'all think I'm crazy, but I'm being honest with you this morning. That was one of the best lessons I ever learned from my parents. You go to church. You go to church Sunday morning. You go to church Sunday night. You go to church Wednesday night, and you show up for every special event. If it's a two-week revival, you better be there every night. We didn't have a choice when I was a kid. You went to church because there was nothing more important in your life than God. There's nothing more important in your life than being equipped for what God has for you. He's really harping this thing about church. I just don't know. Church, 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 church. Number five, we have a conviction to engage the world around us. We have a conviction to change this region, to change this city, to change this nation, and to change this world. That's why we do support missions. That's why we send people out. That's why we get behind people that lay their life down for the spreading of the gospel. Hmm? Come on, help me, amen. I believe we are to engage the world. We don't take what we get here on Sunday morning just so we can get equipped, so we can say, hey, we're equipped. Come on, we don't have faith so we can just be faith people. We have faith so we can change the arena that we live in. Come on, amen. Why? Because we're supposed to engage nations. Listen, I believe there'll be all kinds of people come up out of this place, man, that do great things in the kingdom. If you're faithful, the call is there. If you're obedient, the blessing is there. I get this all the time. Some people have been in church 10 years. They pass there. It seems like I get passed over for promotion all the time. God always likes I see people come in. God blows up their life. They do great things. I'm still right where I'm at. Well, you're right where you're at because you've decided to stay right where you're at. You can't keep doing the same things you do and expect a different result. At some point, you've got to take a new step of faith. And at some point, you've got to grow up and not just show up. At some point, you've got to realize that the church is not just a hospital. I get, I get tired of people saying, well, the church is a hospital. That's where we go to get, get bandaged up from being beat up by the devil all week. That's where we go to deal with all of our issues that we've had and all of our problems and everything that we've dealt with. And if I can just get to church and get my Jesus on. Woo, if I could just get in worship. Woo. No, 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 no. The church is not a hospital. Some of them might be. But let me know a hospital is a place of death. Come on, somebody. It's not always a place of healing. This church is a military outpost. This is a command center. 
for the kingdom of God. This is where you show up and, and, you, and you get some more ammunition put into your gun belt and you get some new bullets and you get some new weapons of warfare and you get girded up with the armor of God and you begin to move out into the destiny of your life and you go out there and take back the things that the devil has stolen and then we come in the house on Sunday and celebrate. Yes, yes, some people need to have a hospital experience but let me tell you this, every military outpost does have an infirmary where people can get bandaged up because God's a God of grace but he's also a God of power and he wants to equip you to move you out into the destiny of your life not so that you can go out there and get your brains beat by the devil but so that you can go out there and take enemy territory the mission of your life the call of God on your life is to be doing something in the kingdom of God we play defense all along. We want to come in and celebrate the goodness of God on Sunday. And then we get out there on Monday through Friday and we just barely make it through the week because it's been so hard. I want to tell you something. God wants you to come up out of this place on Sunday and he wants you to make it hard on the devil Monday through Friday. He wants you to go into the territory of the enemy and preach his word and share his love and teach kindness and joy to those that need to hear it. He wants you to make a way where there seems to be no way in the life of the people that he's called you to, to be a light in a dark world. Come on, you can't hide your light. A city on a hill can't be hidden. Oh, come on, hallelujah. I just, I'm just crazy enough to believe that we've been called by God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a victim coming in here to get bandaged up every Sunday. At some point, you got to take a step of faith. And you got to begin to change the atmosphere of your life. Because watch this atmosphere, I'm going to say that with me atmosphere affects faith. Atmosphere affects faith. Mark chapter 6, verse 1 says this. Then he went out from there and he came to his own country. Somebody, somebody say, he went out from there. He came into his own country. His disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this that was given to him? That such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? Watch this. So they were offended at him. In other words, who does he think he is? Coming in here teaching in the synagogue like he's got it all together. We watched this kid grow up. Why no one does he think we're fools? That's Jesus the carpenter. He ain't nobody. Come on, watch this. Verse 4. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own home country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now, he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled. You know what astonished Jesus? Think about that. I mean, really, this astonished him. Not that Lazarus got up out of the grave and started walking. Not that people were healed of leprosy. 
Not that he beat the mess out of the devil out in the wilderness after 40 days with no food. That didn't astonish Jesus. You know what really astonished God? Their unbelief. He marveled at it. Jesus, the Son of God, was taken back by their unbelief. Now, let me just ask you this this morning. Does anybody in this room believe for one second that Jesus was deficient in anything? Come on, somebody. I don't believe that he was any less powerful. I don't believe that he was any less anointed. I don't think he was any less the Jesus he was than he was over in Luke 5 where everybody traveled for 70 miles to come and see. Where everybody was healed. I think he was the exact same Jesus. Hmm? One place they look at him and they're astonished at the power of God. The other place they look at him with familiarity. And they shut down their ability to receive. Because they say, oh, I know that boy right there. I know who he is. Who does he think he is? I know his brother. I went to school with his brother. We used to shove him down in the dirt when he was a kid. If he was God, why did he let that happen? I know what that's all about. Come on, help me somebody. You know what we do? We treat things with familiarity as if it's always going to be there. We treat things common that God has called holy. I imagine there were people there that thought, well, he'll be around for years. If I need something, I'll go try it out then. That's just Jesus. Maybe so, maybe not. Hmm? Never knowing that was their day. Never knowing that was their moment. Never knowing that that was the day their destiny would be shaped forever. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. We can never, ever, ever take the presence of God for granted. And it's easy to do. Because we walk in church on Sunday. And the band begins to play. And some of us are in the back going, man, I'm so tired of hearing that song. Some of us don't show up till the third song. And we're under pressure for running late. So by the time we get there, we can't even enter into the presence of God. And we treat the presence of God full of contempt. And we do it subconsciously and don't even realize it. There's power on display. Miracles on display. People getting free up front and dancing. And then people (laughs) ten rows back going, They're always up there trying to show off. Familiarity. Lord, my prayer is, God, don't ever let me take your presence for granted. Don't ever let me walk in here on one worship song and take it for granted. Don't come talk to me when I'm worshiping. Don't come up in my ear and whisper to me about what went on in your life on Thursday. Call me after church. When I'm worshiping God, let me worship God. 
Come on, help me somebody, amen? Because I don't want to treat his presence and I don't want to treat his word with familiarity. I want to keep it holy in my life. I want it to be preeminent in my life. Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bumgardner. I hope you tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m., right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. I'm your host, Ed Day, and I'll see you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor. Letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.